Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. I got Dr. Rob Owens in the house today on the hot seat a little bit. Welcome <laughs> welcome to the show, Doc. Hey, it's good to be here, Sam. I, I feel I feel privileged that I'm with the great Sam Brooks. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that, I guess, but I appreciate that. But, you know, I, I had you on the uh, peg list for a little while to get you on the show and yeah. ran into you a couple weeks ago, and I yeah. thought, man, I mean, you actually uh, did a little uh, – presentation for us over at the the school and yeah. and uh, did a great job and appreciate you doing that for our kids and um i thought well, i'm gonna take this opportunity and re- really cement this a little bit yeah and we've been talking about it for a while and I'm, I'm glad to get you on the show to talk about sports yes sir you know and what that means to you and we'll learn a little bit more about you as we go but you know there may be somebody out there across uh tennessee or america or the world that may not know what you do so <laughs> so let, let's dive right into that let's tell everybody what you do and introduce to all of our listeners out there yes sir so i am uh, currently the chief diversity officer at tennessee tech university um it is a fairly new position mark burnett who many of our listeners mm. will mm. know that name was our uh, inaugural chief diversity officer, but it was just sort of on an interim basis as he, uh, the last six months before he retired and left us, uh, he was uh, in that role. Um, and then uh, President Oldham appointed me to that position along with the ten- uh, the, the Board of Trustees mm-hmm. uh, in um, March of 2021. And so now I sit in that in that seat that's still new for our university, uh, but uh, diversity and inclusion, it's it's kind of it's kind of who I am, way way I was raised, awesome. if you will. So, so you mentioned Mark. Uh, I was able to get him on the show finally. It, I had to twist his arm many times. Special, yeah, man. Tell, <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, though, uh, it, it was one of those shows, Doc. That uh, yes. you know, I ask a question, and the next thing you know, it's twenty seven minutes later. Because <laughs> Mark, you know, Mark's got stories now. Yeah, and uh, it, it was great to hear him talk and. You know, you're talking about a guy that's that's now got a, a basically a fitness center uh, named after him, and uh, was at Tennessee Tech for a long time. But yeah. basketball, I remember going and watching him play ball. He was from Alcoa, and going and watching him play ball, a little lefty there. And, and then I got to play with him a little bit when I was over at Tech. He's always hanging out at the gym, you yeah. know, in great shape, yep. uh, taking care of himself, and got to actually play with him a little bit. So that was a great interview. To, so you yeah. know, for you to to be in the same position that got started, you know with him Mm -hmm. that's got to be an honor for you yeah it does uh mark is uh he's one of uh a few professional mentors that i have had over the course of my professional career and uh he's definitely a good friend of mine and uh, so to to sort of follow in his footsteps so really really that position be formalized after he was the first person in it um, it's been good. It's and it's challenging, particularly in the, I guess the season that we live in. Yes. there's certain words if you mention them, uh, politics, diversity, uh, uh, Ukraine, Russia. Mm-hmm. Certain words that they're hot button words. Yeah. So, uh, being in this position is it's it has its challenges. But uh, um, I, I feel like I'm the person for the job, and just because of the way I was raised, uh, to respect people and. Um, and uh help folk it just it fits me yeah yeah so uh you know when you when you say the term university yeah you know that's that's really 
in the beginning when uh, we started forming these institutions in, in America, university, the word university really means a place of diversity. Yeah. So, you know, that's not necessarily developed out that way everywhere. Right. But I know the the concept and the thought process of bringing folks into university to give them a, an education was uh, really developed around the thought of diversity. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's a great point. And if you think about it now, and I, I really I'll I pare that down all the way to, to Tennessee Tech University specifically. One of the one of my perspectives on uh, diversity and why it's important um, at, as it relates to Tennessee Tech, not even talking about Cookville, Putnam County, is that we get a lot of our students from the Upper Cumberland region, and there's not a lot of certain types of diversity. Sure, right? You know, there's not a lot of um, ethnic diversity, uh, religious diversity. There's not a lot of, and I say this. We'll probably get into it later, but I'm. You know, I'm a Christian, have been um, since I was a young man, and I'm a, and I'm a Christian pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just don't have a lot of diversity in this in this region. It's our responsibility as a university then to as much as we can not only send our students out with a fantastic degree. You, you know, if if you get a Tennessee Tech degree, you've gotten um, depending on what it's in the best degree in the state of Tennessee, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to get that when you come to Tennessee Tech. But we got to make sure that our graduates are also um, ready and able to work anywhere. Right. Um, a lot of students come and they think they're going to go back home and work. A lot of students that doesn't work out for. So um, many students end up working in places that they had no idea they were going to work in. And so because we have a lot of students, it's kind of homogeneous, if you will, we want to make sure that we help them be prepared to go and function and represent uh, their family well, their state well, the country well, and, and Tennessee Tech well, you know, if they're going out of the country, for example. Yeah. Because we have kids that come from Upper Cumberland region. You know, you might have a kid from Jackson County that ends up doing some type of business development work in Asia. Yeah. Never would have thought it, but six years later, here they are. And we want to make sure that we help them get there a little bit easier. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah. Just one thought. Talking to Dr. Rob Owens, Chief Diversity Officer at Tennessee Tech University. So continuing on that thought process, mm-hmm. and I want to stay on this because this is good, Doc. Sure. Uh, you know, you're, you're preparing even even in high school now, yeah. even in the Putnam County school system in which I work, you're, you're preparing students and uh, kids and future citizens for a, a world community. Sure. You know, because uh, the education that's provided at Tennessee Tech University and other institutions um, like Tennessee Tech, there's no telling where these students are going to end up, you right. know, because the jobs are everywhere. Yeah. You know, especially nowadays. So that, I think that's something that's changed in the last, you know, 15 or 20 years that, mm-hmm. that what we're preparing them for is not necessarily local. It's not necessarily state. It's not necessarily in the U.S. It, right. it could be anything. That's right. This, it's such a great point, Sam. And then, I mean, you said the last 10 or 15 years. I agree with that. But we know how things have intensified. Um, and and let me just say changed and shifted and pivoted um, since, you know, January or well, I, well, let me say March of 2020 <laughs> with, with the COVID-19, mm-hmm. that virus. Right. And how we you know, I mean, we're seeing it now. We're seeing people move from 
different parts of the country, uh, West Coast, for example. They were talking about it at the Economic Development Conference that uh, that we just had on campus today and, uh, well, recently. Uh, we're getting people to move here um, and because they love this type of area. Tennessee is a great state. Mm-hmm. Our region is a fantastic region. Um, people are moving here because they're able to work remotely. So you might have a Californian who's never left that state who then all of a sudden is in Tennessee. Um, and that same opportunity is available for our graduates, right, and more so in the coming years. Um, so I think it's very important for us to prepare students to to understand different cultures. I mean, they may never go anywhere else. You may have a student that's Cookville uh, native that comes to Tennessee Tech University and then is able to find a job at Tennessee Tech. However, the work that that company may end up doing, may engage with companies across the globe. Exactly. You know, so this idea of globalization is real, yeah. you know. Um, and for that matter, I mean, that, you know, we're both educators. I taught high school as well. Uh, you know, you may have a student, a white county student, for example, comes here, wants to teach history, secondary ed history, right? Well, I, and go back home and teach in Sparta. Mm-hmm. Well, the way people are moving – to our region, you might end up, you know, five, six years from now, no telling what your classroom might look like. Well, you need to be able to relate to the students that are in that classroom. And it, and it's not just diverse, not just about race either. I mean, right. it's the socioeconomic piece. Uh, you know, we got to be able, because we have a large percentage of folks that are in poverty, um, and, and we got to educate those kids in K-12, right? We need to be graduating students, student students that are going to teach, to be able to work with every type of student, matter right. if they live in a trailer, matter if they're homeless or live in one of our more elite neighborhoods. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're educating them the same way. And, you know, one, one thing on your point, you know, I do some I do some Google training. I'm a Google certified trainer also. I and I, I kind of do a little bit of that in the summer when I can. Yeah. And I worked with a Firestone group and mm-hmm. uh basically worldwide and didn't realize it, but Firestone has been uh, purchased by someone uh, wholesome, a company out of Europe. And anyway, <laughs> to, to your point, I get, I get to the training and mm-hmm. what I found out is, uh, you know, based on what happened through COVID, you know, this company still has a majority of their workers working from home and in a situation where a situation where some come in for two days a week, some yeah. come in for three days a week, but they're still working from home and getting the work done. So the job place has changed tremendously. And, you know, um, the cost savings that, that the, the company could benefit from that is substantial. And I think if it's something the, the worker is handling their job from a home perspective, they're going to allow that to continue as long as the work's getting done. They're believing. So that, that's something that's also been affected. So a great conversation. Didn't really, I need to get into some more stuff. So sure. We're, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, with first, second segment, we'll come right back with Dr. Rob Bowens. We'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your 
your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Hey, welcome back to Local Matter Sports. Your host again, Sam Brooks. Got Dr. Rob Owens, Chief Diversity Officer in the house from uh, Tennessee Tech mm-hmm. University. And Doc, I uh, want to jump in a little bit. Um, growing up, you know, yes. get into some sports and, you know, how that was important. I know you really love sports. Yeah. So we're going to dive into that and talk about that a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your family growing up in Murfreesboro. Yeah, so I, I say Murfreesboro. Uh, I went to Murfreesboro schools for the most part, um, with the exception of two years. I went to Walter Hill, the county school in Rutherford County. Um, but it's really, uh, uh, I really grew up outside of Murfreesboro, a little town called Walter Hill. Um, I like to say we shared earlier um, in the in the late seventies and eighties, it was a it was a basketball powerhouse yeah. in Rutherford County. This little small community. Uh, so I've, I've been around basketball, uh, particularly basketball, my whole life. Um, played all the sports coming up through middle school. Only played basketball in high school. Um, but I can I can remember, uh, even right now, I can remember when my daddy taught me um, how to shoot a layup for the first time, being in the Walter Hill Elementary School gym, um, teach me how to shoot a layup. And it was so hard because I was feel like I may have been like in the first – First, second grade, opposite foot <laughs> of the hand. I did just didn't make sense at the time. Uh, and then you know going to games and riding the bus, you know, because my daddy coached. Yeah, he was a coach, years. right? He was. He was there for several years um, when I was little, younger, and then uh, went to Thurman Francis uh, Junior High, which was uh, in Smyrna area in Rutherford County, and then um, he retired from uh, Smyrna Middle School. So he was always a basketball coach and uh, a PE, PE coach. Phys Ed, what that what I grew up hearing mm-hmm. call, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, yes, I've been around the game, uh, that particular game, my whole life, uh, and a lot of my relatives, a lot of my cousins. You know, basketball was our thing, you know. And so that one little small community outside of Murfreesboro, um, you know, we all would you know you know go and play at Oakland High School. Now, Siegel High School is where. Um, folks from my community go. So my younger relatives kind of shifted, yeah. Siegel, yeah, but but it's Oakland. I claim Oakland. You know? <laughs> Two time reigning state six A football championship. Yeah. I just got to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, of course. And of course, I love Cookville. Now, anybody listening to this, I <laughs> I love Cookville. I'm partial to Cookville, but I got to claim my alma mater too. Let's dive into that a little bit. But yeah. First, I want to. Uh, Learn a little bit more about your parents and, mm-hmm. and your home life and how you were raised. My parents were strict, and I did not like it <laughs> <laughs> growing up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we might talk about church a little bit later on, but mm-hmm. one of the things I uh, – it'll come out of my sermons from time to time. Matter of fact, I said it recently. I was doing a series on discipleship and folks in your life who you should look to to disciple you and lead you and just give you good stuff. I honored my parents, but I said when I was a teenager, I did not like my parents. <laughs> And they had actually come up that day from oh, Murphy for the sermon. 
But I said, I'm so thankful, and I get emotional. I'm so thankful that I had the parents that I had. Um, I was intelligent enough, Sam, to know that uh, I felt like my parents were the strictest of all of my relatives and cousins <laughs> growing up. And my cousins used to make fun of me because of stuff I couldn't do <laughs> that they could do. But I was wise enough to know that um, even as a teenager, I knew that my parents had me on a trajectory to do some different things. And my life has has borne that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my parents had me in church since I, I've been in church my whole life, since I was a baby, since I was born. They believed in education. Both of my parents are educators. Uh, my dad, um, as, as country boy as he is, my dad has an advanced degree, you know, and he, he still has cows and all this stuff, but he's a country boy, but he's he's a very intelligent man. Mm-hmm. My mom has a doctorate. Um, and they're first, you know, they're both, excuse me, they're, they're both first-generation college students yeah. with advanced degrees. My mom ended her career in higher education at, at uh, MTSU. So we, uh, we won't hold that against. No, nah, I know it. I've been called a traitor. <laughs> you know. Oh, I like, bet you have. <laughs> yes, sir. Especially you know when we were coming through school, Sam. Uh, you know, I got I got here at Tech in '93, which mm-hmm. was right after MTSU had left OVC. Right. But I was still called a traitor. But <laughs> I mean, it, MTSU, Tennessee Tech, boy, that was yeah. that was that rival was something else. Um, but yeah, my parents, um, they didn't play, man. They took parenting seriously. Um, so it was God. It was you get your books. Um, and some quick story I tell about my daddy. Um, and I was reading a book on manhood recently. And um, in the book, it asks you to write down four or five statements that you value. One of those statements is uh, this was like when I was in middle school. All my cousins kind of had free reign to, I won't say they could do whatever they wanted to do because that's not true. But more than I did, and I never forget. My daddy said, "You stay. You don't come off his porch till your homework's done." Kids now, you know, you might tell them, and then they, you know, they don't pay attention to your words or your eyes. Mm. But my daddy, I knew what he meant when he said that. <laughs> That's the kind of parents that I had, um, and my parents worked hard, and my parents served in the community. And they took care of elder folks in the community as well. That has shaped the man that I am. Yeah. Right. So I value my mom and daddy. Sisters, brothers? Yeah, I have a little sister. She is eight years my junior, who is uh she's a practicing attorney. Awesome. Yeah. And she's spoiled. <laughs> Tara, if you hear that, I said it. I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have said that on the air. But she uh married to a great uh young man. She met uh, uh MTSU and they've got two uh Two small children. So that same way for her, I mean, she'd echo what I'm saying. It's God. You definitely learn to love your family. Um, and you work hard and and you take academics seriously because those things are all game changers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about the time frame. You graduated in 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little older than you, just a little I graduated in '86 at Cookville, and you, yeah, Oakland Patriots. Hey, during, during that time frame, go big O. You know, you mentioned the name to me a minute ago, Swader. Yeah, you know, Alan Swader. I, I've heard cousins. that name. You know, and and, and that guy was sweet. Now, <laughs> and uh, we didn't have no three point line at that time. Oh, no, sir. I, and I'm telling you what, he could he could jack it from about anywhere. They, I mean, they were good. I I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 1984 state champs in basketball. Yeah, the uh, right? runner runner up. That's right. That's and I, right. I feel like 
I was there. I feel like it was a, maybe Austin East or Brainerd. Yeah, they were, the they were tough. They I was tough. at that game at Vanderbilt. That's back when the basketball tournament was at uh, – state tournament was at Vanderbilt. Football is also really good. And, you know, I'm going to come back to this a, a little bit later, but it, interesting to me is that uh, you played basketball in high school, but you yeah. were also in the band. <laughs> so that that's pretty cool, a combination right there. Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, I've always had a propensity towards – to be interested in music. Um, my mama played the piano a little bit. Uh, she never really played at church, but she she could play. She could read music. Um, and so I started taking piano lessons when I was five, mm. if I remember correctly. Um, I stopped um, my freshman year because of, you know, basically she let me choose and I chose not to. I wish gotcha. she kept making me take piano lessons. Um, but I started playing the trumpet in the seventh grade. Um, and... Maybe even in the fifth grade, fifth or seventh grade. Maybe in the fifth grade, I started playing trumpet. So when I got to high school, um, I did make the basketball team, but um, I was still interested in music. So I ended up being in the band. And actually, I was a pretty good musician. Um, probably um, was decent enough to have gotten scholarship wow. uh, to go and play. Um, the quick, real quick story. In high school, I played the baritone or euphonium, which is one of the instruments that uh, world-renowned Professor R. Uh, Winston Morris at Tennessee Tech, you know, he's the tuba guy, but um, the smaller instrument is the euphonium. Mm -hmm. um, and so I you know, I played at Tech, and, you know, of course, he was there at that time, marching band and all of that stuff. Wow. But it started back in high school in marching band, and so I was called – and please, people listening in, I'm not saying this. This is just what I was called. You know, I was called a band geek. <laughs> but at the same time, I was a jock. And uh, it was uh, rare. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to continue on that. We're going to jump to a quick break, and we'll be right back. We'll, we'll get back to that. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. Your host again, Sam Brooks. Dr. Rob Owens in the hot seat today. Yes. Welcome to the show. Yes. Glad to have you, man. Yes. We've I think we left on um, Band Geek, so uh, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll pick up right there. Yeah, I certainly never called anybody a Band Geek, <laughs> but that was, you know, at the time, you know, I was in school in the 90, early 90s, so that was a term. Uh, so it was, nobody else at that time was doing what I was doing, you know, playing uh, playing a sport. And it's a, basketball is a major sport. Yeah. Um, and we were a powerhouse at that time. But then you're in band at the same time. And I was also called a nerd because I made pretty good grades. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that, but that speaks to, you know, I said before, um, you know, like this diversity role is kind of who I am. It is. Even, even, even that little piece of my story, I don't really know anybody else that had that story. Right. Right. In a very competitive band, um, played basketball. And then made good grades. Now you, you now there were there's a combination of those two things. You know, I had a lot of teammates, um, a lot of student athletes made good grades, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, I'm sure a number of band people, band kids made good grades too. But it was just kind of a rare thing, man. If I was, yeah, you know, what I'm saying band, halfway smart, and and then play sports. I've as talked well. to a lot of folks on this show, and uh, you're the first, I think. Now I've had some <laughs> that play music. Mm -hmm. You know, so in, and are talented in other ways, but mm -hmm. uh, actually had time. I, I'll tell you my, my 
quick story on band is, you know, yeah. I coached football at Upperman High School as head coach down there. And I would come in for, uh, you know, we, we got to do three a days for a little period of time, about a week um, before everything got started. And, yeah. you know, one of them would be in, conti- in conditioning practice. But I would come yeah. in in the morning to get ready for morning practice. Band was there. Yep. I would leave to go to lunch after our first practice. Band was there. Yep. I would come back after lunch and get ready for the third practice. Band was there. So you say what you want to. It's 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 you know, those kids put in a lot of time, a lot of effort to do what they do, and and I definitely learned um, to respect, you know, the band leaders and and the band uh, members that that you know, perform those halftime shows. And you know, there's a lot more to band than performing football halftime shows oh, too. There's a lot goodness. of competition we don't even know about. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, and that that community that that community. Um, it's much, it's much broader and deeper than people understand, you know, and it's very competitive, uh, you know, marching band competitions that mm-hmm. you have, the amount of hours that you spend. It's kind of like, it, it par- to me, it parallels cheer yeah. and dance, how we don't consider cheering. Many people don't consider cheer and dance to be a sport. Whew. I mean, and it is the amount of time that those student athletes put into that. Um, and, and so it, I can see marching band being the same way and, well, that's cool. That, that's definitely interesting. Something that doesn't come up a whole lot. So yeah. uh, that, yeah. congratulations on being able to do that. It's <laughs> awesome. So, you, you know, you, you went through high school, middle uh-huh. school, high school, no doubt had a, had a great career. Um, sports has definitely played a, a huge role oh in, in your life. So, you know, getting to where you are right now, a very successful uh, person and, um, you know, doing what you love to do. How did that that ability to be involved with sports teams coaches people who influence you in your life and how did how did that help you in your career as you went through oh my goodness gracious and this i'm gonna share some things that i now um try to impart um into young folk that i work with and i'm coaching actually about to start coaching again hopefully we have time for me to share about that but the first thing that comes to my mind is learning how to be on the same team that's something that we're missing right now. Right. I think about inclusion and, and I think about party politics and, and how we fight sometimes in social media is um, one of the, the greatest aspects to being on a sports team, learning how to be on a team and understanding what teamwork is and understanding how to pull in the same direction, even when you may have a personality difference or you might not like how somebody smells or how they sound or where they come from. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all on this same team, and the goal is everybody wants to get playing time. But the ultimate goal is you ask any any of these student athletes in high school or over at Tennessee Tech right now, everybody wants a ring, Sam. Mm-hmm. And the best teams have figured out as individuals how to be a team. That's the first thing that comes to my mind is why I'm thankful to have had sports in my life. Um, The other one is just doggone work ethic. Mm-hmm. learning how to work hard, right? And and me being on kind of coming up in high school on really good teams, um, I, I didn't know it at the time, but what was being um, sort of imprinted in my brain and even in my heart was sort of this idea of what it looks like from a work standpoint, a preparation standpoint to be successful, mm-hmm. right? And so that's probably the second and, and largest, second those two things are the probably the most prominent things that I can think about as it relates to sports and why they've been important in my life from being a little bitty boy, playing, um, coaching, middle school um, sports, and even, um, you know, community sports. 
uh, to now, you know, I'm, I'm about to be coaching again, but spending time with student athletes at Tennessee Tech, uh, that's the thing that I still take away, but now I'm able to communicate that uh, to young people. It's the, the preparation. It's the I was talking to somebody earlier. It's the um, consistency of doing something the same way for a long period of time. You learn that by – if you got a good coach, you'll learn that on that team. And you mentioned you're getting back into coaching. So yeah. uh, tell me a little bit about your coaching. And, and I know you coached middle school before. And uh, yeah. what are you going to be getting back into? Yeah, uh, f- formally getting back into to basketball. Uh, so this is kind of a plug. Daniel One Academy has historically been our homeschool umbrella organization. Um, not the only one, but the primary one mm-hmm. in the area. Uh, my family, we've been a part of Daniel One for years and years and years. Uh, Jackie and Cindy Holman have run that program well. Um, and for those that don't know, um, you know, Jack started a, a sports program, primarily basketball. He's, he loves basketball. So for well over a decade, there's been a basketball program. And there's also a volleyball program. Mm-hmm. Uh, my children have come up um, through those ranks. My, my kids have also played some public school ball as well. Um, but recently we sort of restarted our basketball program. Um, and it's going to be called, or it is called, the Upper Cumberland Rams. So there is no longer a Daniel One Academy um, basketball program. There's the the, the, the Upper Cumberland Rams, um, and so it's 12U, 14U, 16U, and 18U, and um, I'll be kind of the lead coach for the 18U program. So I'm awesome. excited about that. So that's high school age, yeah, students. High, high school age, and and uh, we've got a good foundation. We've got some public school, uh, some kids that have played public school ball, but uh, they're homeschooled. Uh, matter of fact, my oldest son, uh, well, not my oldest son, but my oldest son left in the house, uh, <laughs> played for Josh Hurd at Cooper High School. Yeah. He he decided that he wanted to come and play for his daddy. Um, and, and so we've got a we've built a nice little program with some talented, some talented kids. Homeschooling has um, increased, I would almost suggest exponentially within the last 10 to 12 years. It has. In this region, but we have worked diligently since late spring to build a basketball program that, in terms of training opportunities, uh, from the weights to off-season conditioning um, on basketball skills, that rivals the public schools. Now, I'm not saying we're as good as uh, good coaches as you know your Josh Hurds or your Linus Martins or your, um, but I think we've we've built a foundation. Well, it's it's great for the homeschool kids to have that opportunity, you know, to be able to do something they love. And, you know, homeschooling has, has definitely grown. I, I know that, you know, we, we started a kind of a public homeschool yes. uh, a couple of years ago. That's right, Sam. And we're doing that just to give opportunities for the homeschool parents who need that. You know, Daniel One has been around for mm-hmm. a long period of time in Upper Cumberland area. And, and you're right, there's some extensive resources and ex- some extensive groups that have grown together that are supporting their students from home. And the, the reasons are various and vast and, it, you know, of why they want to do that. And I want to touch on one, one last thing. I know you're a pastor of a, a local church and uh, religion is something that's very important to you. And it is. I want to lead in by saying this. Um, you mentioned something a minute ago with, with the political uh, hmm. situations that exist sure. out there. And, you know, uh, my, my own opinion yes. uh, on that is, you know, people say to me all the time as an educator, kids have really changed today. Kids have really changed. Kids are just different than they were. I don't, I don't believe that. I, don't I, I believe that 
what we're expecting out of them at home has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the, what they're dealing with at home has changed. You know, you look at 50 years ago, um, kids grew up and they went home after school and they worked on the farm. They had expectations on a daily basis put on them, uh, that had to deal with real life. And I, I, my opinion is that's what's changed. It's not, and I'm guilty. But religion is very important to you, and and, and rightly so. So yes. tell me a little bit about your pastoring, where you, where you are pastor at. Yeah, I pastor a church. Uh, it's called Kainos Church. Uh, it is a Christian church, uh, non-denominational, probably with Baptist leanings. Uh, I grew up in a Baptist church, um, but also um, when my wife and I, my, well, our family moved back here to Cookville when I started working at Tennessee Tech. I guess we didn't say it, I'm I'm a tech grad. My wife's a tech grad. But we moved back here, and I started working at tech. We um, we uh, joined uh, Church on the Hill mm-hmm. in All Good, which uh, for those that wouldn't know the history, Church on the Hill is uh, formerly known as, originated as All Good First Baptist Church. Uh, so that's where we were. Um, we were sent out as a plant. Um, about seven and a half years, a little bit over seven and a half years ago from Church on the Hill. Um, uh, the river was very uh, instrumental in us launching out as well. Um, and so, yeah, we've been in existence since January of 2015. We meet uh, at the Peachtree Learning Center mm-hmm. right there on Peachtree, a couple of blocks off Tennessee Tech campus. Uh, we're about to outgrow that space uh, finally after uh, <laughs> after seven years. Um, but it's a testament that people are still hungry. Um, people, most people realize that there is a creator and we, and we talk about that creator being a father, God, um, you know, Jesus Christ, uh, his son. We're going to have to bring you back. That wasn't enough time to (laughs) to get in everything that I wanted to get in. So we'll, we'll create another opportunity for you and I to get together. But, uh, I really appreciate you coming today and being on the show. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Sam. It's, uh, as I said, when we opened, I feel honored to have had this opportunity to share a little bit about who I am. Um, I, man, I love, I love this community. It's, uh, it's, it's been a blessing for me to be able to serve here all the time that I have. So thanks, thank Doc. You. We appreciate you. Yes, sir.